probably could do something a little different this morning. You're not going to hear a lot from me. And some of it, or a lot of it, maybe you could quote. I don't know how long ago it's been, but probably uh, a year or more that we memorized parts of Isaiah. But I was impressed with some things, and so I'm going to read, planning to read a couple of chapters from Isaiah this morning and try to pull some lessons from the life of Israel that have been on my mind um, that I can learn from, and I'm fairly confident you can probably learn some things too. Now I want to, I will make a few comments, and uh, but uh, not a lot of comments. Let's learn some lessons from Israel. And I want to start in chapter 43. Isaiah 43. And I heard a comment that, you know, God, um, when the waters come around us, they don't overwhelm us because he's there watching out for us. And it's pretty much said here in some of these verses. The first one I have, I'm going to read these in sections and make a few comments. God loves you and has redeemed you. If you've given your heart to the Lord, you're a child of God this morning. God loves you and he's redeemed you. Now this is talking about his chosen people, Israel, um, in um, Romans. He says the true Jew is the one that's given his heart to the Lord. And so this morning... You're a child of God if you've given your heart to him. Starting at verse 1 of, of Isaiah 43, I'm going to try to not read it too fast, but try to read it as correctly as I can so that we can get what is here for us. Starting at verse 1. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. This morning, if you have claimed Jesus Christ, you're God's. Okay? Verse 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, and the Holy One of Israel thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee, and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east. And gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Even everyone that is called by my name. For I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yea, I have made him. Yes, I know this is speaking to Israel. To Jacob. This morning, you and I can claim God as ours, 
And he can claim us as his as we've given our hearts to him. Starting at verse 8, we are God's witnesses. God redeemed us for a purpose. Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can be who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified or let them hear and say it is truth or let them hear and say it's amen. Verse 10, ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved, and I have shown when there was no strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am he. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it? What's our witness about God as we go through life? God told Israel, you're my witness that I'm God, that there is no other, that there was no foreign God that brought this upon you. Verse 14, God restores his people. Thus saith the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all their nobles and the Chaldeans whose cry is in the ships. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea, and a path in the mighty waters, which bringeth forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together, they shall not rise. They are extinct, they are quenched as tow or as a wick. Remember ye not the former things, Neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it, shall bring, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. When's the last time you glorified God for what he gave to you? Now I know you can think back of what these pictures are. You know, when you think about uh, bringing out the chariot, making a way through the sea, um, What did Moses tell the children of Israel when they were trapped there at the sea? Look and see the salvation of the Lord. He said look, but he said it a different way. He said stand still and watch God deliver. 
they were they were in a hard spot. They were no no um, they had no defense in themselves. Then you get to the Jordan River. So when did they start packing to go? They moved up to the Jordan River three days before they marched through it. They didn't wait till there was a path through to start walking. Joshua said, when you see the ark moving, get in line. The water's still running. But they were walking toward the Jordan River. And when the priest's foot stepped in the water, it stopped. You know, I uh, too many times I have to see, see that way through the Jordan River before I'm going to get ready to go anywhere. Wasn't so with, the, with Joshua and the children of Israel. Even the beasts of the field, praise God, or bring him honor when he brings blessing to his people. Now this is talking about physical blessings he brought to water. The beasts of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I gave water, give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And you know, when I think of today, um, people talk about droughts. And yeah, they're real. And I wish I could remember how long they said it would take for the waters of the west to be replenished. They don't, re they don't recognize my God. God's not limited by, my, by what I can figure out is going to happen. Now maybe they'll totally dry up. God's able to do that. I wonder sometimes if God isn't uh, um, just demonstrating his power as we see weather forecasters missing it so often. God's able to do that. How grateful are we? How grateful? I didn't have that down in here. I said, how grateful am I? Okay. That's what I had down in my notes. How grateful am I? And you can make this personal as well. Verse 22. But thou hast not called upon me, O Jacob, but thou hast been weary of me, O Israel. Thou hast not brought me the small cattle of thy burnt offerings, neither hast thou honored me with thy sacrifices. I have not caused thee to serve with an offering, nor wearied thee with incense. Thou hast brought me no sweet cane with money. Neither hast thou filled me with the fat of thy sacrifices, but thou hast made me to serve with thy sins. Thou hast wearied me with thine iniquities. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake, and will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. Thy first father hath sinned, and thy teachers have transgressed against me. 
Therefore I have profaned the princes of the sanctuary and have given Jacob to the curse and Israel to reproaches. God dealt with them because of their ingratitude. They, you know, I, I um, thought about a, a quote or something. So what is it that we learn from history? What do we learn from history? That we don't learn from history. That we we're not too much different than the children of Israel. I'm not speaking for you, okay? But too many times we fall down like Israel did. Now, no, we don't go out and, and build an idol and set it in the corner of the house. Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. Going on to chapter 44, God blesses his people. Verse 1, yet now hear, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus saith the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thine offspring. And they shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by the water courses. One shall say, I am the Lord's. And another shall call himself by the name of Jacob. And another shall subscribe with his hand unto the Lord. And surname himself by the name of Israel. We've been talking about brotherhood. That's what I see in that last verse there. I say I'm the Lord's. John calls out that he's from Jacob, he's the Lord's, and another calls out and so forth. God doesn't promise health, wealth, and prosperity. But I got a picture about this one there in verse, what is it, verse 19, uh, I'm not seeing it now. Well, no, I'm back in the wrong chapter. I'm on the wrong column. Verse 4. They shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by the water courses. You know, you have plenty of water for a willow, and it doesn't take long till it becomes a pretty good-sized tree. We moved to Mount Solon. How many years ago has it been? Uh... Five and 23 is about 28 years ago. And we planted three willow trees down by the river, by the stream. No, we don't have a river there. It's just a little stream, okay? It's amazing where they are today. And we didn't do anything with them except put a board fence around them so the cattle couldn't chew the bark off of them. God wants to bless his people. The next one, the utter futility of worshiping anything but God. Notice what he says here in verse, starting at verse 6. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. 
And who is I shall call and shall declare it and set it in order for me since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come. Let them show unto me. I'm sorry. Let them show unto them. For fear ye not, neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time and have declared it? Ye are even my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. And notice what it says here about the man that makes graven images. Verse 9. They that make a graven image are all of them vanity, and their delectable things shall not profit. And they are their own witnesses. They see not, nor know that they may be ashamed. Who hath formed a god or molten a graven image that is profitable for nothing? Behold. Let me stop there just a little bit. Verse 10. Who hath formed a god or molten a graven image that is profitable for nothing? I think back to the children of Israel there when Moses was in the mountain. What did Aaron say happened? We throw the, threw this gold in and out came this calf. I don't know if they felt like that would make it seem a little bit better because we didn't actually form it. It just came out this way. Of course, we're pretty, well, uh, I'm pretty confident it didn't just come out a calf like that. Verse 11 Behold, all his fellows shall be ashamed, and the workmen, they are of men. Let them all be gathered together, let them stand up, yea, yet they shall fear, and they shall be ashamed together. The smith with the tongs both worketh in the coals, and fashioneth it with hammers, and worketh it with the strength of his arms. Yea, he is hungry, and his strength faileth, he drinketh no water. And is faint. Forming a God with physical labor, he becomes faint, and this is my God. I tell you, we have a God that's that is God. He can speak it and it happens. Verse 13, the carpenter stretcheth out his rule, he maketh it out with a line, he fitteth it with planes, and he marketh it out with the compass, and maketh it after the figure of a man, according to the beauty of a man, that it may remain in the house. He makes his God, and it's just there in the house. But that helps me through my day. Verse 4, no, I'm sorry, I'm keep getting on the wrong side of my Bible here. Um, verse 14. He heweth him down cedars, and taketh the cypress and the oak, which he strengtheneth for himself among the trees of the forest. He planteth an ash, and the rain doth nourish it. Then shall it be for a man to burn, for he will take thereof and warm himself. Yea, he kindleth it, and baketh bread. Yea, he maketh a god, and worshipeth it. He maketh it a graven image, and falleth down thereto. He burneth 
burneth part thereof in the fire, with part thereof he eateth flesh, he roasteth roast, and is satisfied, yea, he warmeth himself, and says, Aha, I am warm, I have seen fire. The residue thereof he maketh a god, even his graven image. He falleth down into it, and worshipeth it, and prayeth unto it, and saith, Deliver me, for thou art my God. They have not known nor understood, for he hath shut their eyes that they cannot see, and their hearts that they cannot understand. And none considereth in his heart, neither is there knowledge nor understanding to say, I have burned part of it in the fire, yea, also I have baked bread upon the coals thereof, I have roasted flesh and eaten it, and I shall make the residue thereof an abomination. And shall I make their, the residue thereof an abomination? Shall I fall down to the stock of a tree? Or if you're looking in the New King James, to a block of wood? It's what you got left. Verse 20, he feedeth on ashes. A deceived heart hath turned him aside, that he cannot deliver his soul, nor say, is there not a lie in my right hand? Remember these, O Jacob and Israel, for thou art my servant. I have formed thee. Thou art my servant. O Israel, thou shalt not be forgotten of me. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions and as a cloud thy sins. Return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Sing, O ye heavens, for the Lord hath done it. Shout, ye lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, ye mountains, O forest, and every tree therein, for the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. We might not go and make a idol out of wood or of bronze or of steel. And I don't think anybody here is like what I was sent yesterday. Now some of you looked up here on the wall and there's a reason Bradley doesn't have me painting parking lines for him because mine aren't very straight. But do you see anything wrong with that picture? Somebody's puzzled back there. It says Corvette. Somebody sent a picture that was taken. It's not a joke picture. Uh, at Dayton Market. And that Corvette was sitting out there blocking four parking spots. Now, everybody else is supposed to park between the lines. But this is mine. You stay away from it. So I'm going to make sure that, you know, you can't park in here like this. Because that's my spot. Now, you don't have any Corvette. At least I don't think so. 
I don't have a Corvette. I had to ask somebody what kind of a car it was because I couldn't zoom in enough to make out the lettering on the back because some of these new cars are a little harder for me to tell because I don't keep up with them. Um, Burns could probably look at that picture and tell me what it is in a heartbeat. But it's okay. Am I going too far to say that was... They're idle. We don't set a block of wood in our house. I'm not going to tell you what your idle is. I'm not going to tell you what my idle is. Of course, see, I would say I don't have any. Really? Um, I need to be careful. What am I taking up four parking spots for? God uses unlikely people and things to accomplish his purposes. Let's continue reading in Isaiah 44. Verse 24, Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord that maketh, these, maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself, that frustrateth, that frustrateth the tokens of the liars, and maketh diviners mad, that turneth wise men backward, and maketh their knowledge foolish, that confirmeth the word of his servant, and performeth the counsel of his messengers, that saith to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be inhabited, and to the cities of Judah ye shall be built, and I will raise up the decayed places thereof. That saith to the deep, Be dry, and I will dry up thy rivers. That saith to Cyrus, He is my shepherd, and shall perform all my pleasure, even saying to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be built into the temple, thy foundation shall be laid. I'm going to keep reading here in a little bit, but that's a pretty unlikely vessel for God to use in, in accomplishing his, his purposes. And you could think of other things um, besides Cyrus. Let's continue reading just a little bit in chapter 45. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden, to subdue nations before him. And I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two-leaved gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before thee. And make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass. And cut in sunder the bars of iron. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness. And hidden riches of secret places. That thou mayest know that I the Lord. Which call thee by thy name. Am the God of Israel. For Jacob my servant's sake. And Israel mine elect. I have even called thee by thy name. I have surnamed thee. Though thou hast not known me, I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. I form the light, 
and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Drop down, ye heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open, and let them bring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Thought about what Paul writes to us in 1 Corinthians when he says this. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. And you drop down a few more verses and he says this. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and things which are despised God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. And then he tells the reason why he does those things that no flesh should glory in his presence. When he delivered the children of Israel through the Red Sea, well, you can go back further than that. When he brought those plagues, you would have thought Pharaoh would have had enough finally. But no, i got to have them back. And you would have thought when God put that block between them, Light on the Israelite side, darkness on the Egyptian side, that Pharaoh would have known he was in a losing battle. But you know, Scripture talks about God hardening Pharaoh's heart so he could get glory. God even used a donkey to get Balaam's attention. God uses things that we don't think of as possibilities to accomplish his plans. I want to read on just a little further yet in chapter 45, starting at verse 9. Woe unto him, and what I put here for a heading is God always wins. Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Let the potsherds strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashioned it, What makest thou? Or thy work, he hath no hands. Didn't read that as a question. Shall the clay say unto him that fashioneth it, What makest thou? Or thy work, he hath no hands. Woe unto him that saith unto his father, What begettest thou? Or to the woman, What hast thou begotten? What hast thou brought forth? Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and his Maker, Ask me of things to come concerning my sons, and concerning the work of my hands, command ye me. I have made the earth, and created man upon it. I, even my hands, have stretched out the heavens, and all their hosts have I commanded. I have raised him up in righteousness, 
and I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city, and he shall let go my captives, not for price nor reward, saith the Lord of hosts. God said, I'm going to accomplish it. And as I take it, and I didn't just go back and dig into this, Cyrus is going to do this, and he's not doing it for a reward. He's doing it because he's my servant. Thought about what John writes when he says this, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Do we learn from history? Or do we repeat it? God has redeemed us. He wants us to be His. He wants us to be His witnesses. What are we telling others about God in our life? Do we have a song, please?